It's a whole lot of boobs and karate chopping. I'm Jackie. I don't think Susie paid any attention in Arnie's class. I'm Justin. I learned to fight with sticks in a cave, only the outcome was much, much different, and most of my clothes stayed on. I'm Sam, and this is 1981's Firecracker on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me as always, Jackie. Yep, I'm the only one in the room. <laughs> Sam is recording remote due to that thing that shall not be named during this episode. So Sam is coming in over Skype for the very first time that we've ever done this with him. Uh, so this is going to be a new experience. Sam, uh, how's things in a different location? I'm using uh, salsa for a microphone stand, um, so that's new, but it seems to be working. I hope it's I hope it's spicy, so you can really. You know. I don't know. It says it's um, <laughs> mild. You're gonna do a mild episode <laughs> instead of a spicy episode. I don't know even know what it means. It says roasted taqueria style. <laughs> what does that even mean? You put it on your taquerias, and that's. I don't know what it, that is. Well, how do you not? I know you... that the 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 jar itself is tall enough that it is getting the mic close enough to my face. That's it. All right. There you go. So uh, listeners, you uh, are probably familiar with everybody else doing things of this nature at this point in time, but you're going to have to bear with us if there's any weirdness that is different from the normal show. Uh, but I think that everything should be going fairly smoothly here. Um, Sam, tell us, please, about 1981's Firecracker. Well, the first thing you notice about this is that you're like... Are they just trying to remake Bloodsport? Kind of, a little, yeah. Kind of. But then all of a sudden it goes off the rails and you're like, no, they are not trying to do that. They are trying to do their own thing. I think the place to start would be that uh, Ciro H. Santiago is a famed director in the Philippines. He's sort of like the Spielberg of the Philippines. And I think uh, I think he, you and I have watched several of his movies on Amazon Prime. I can't name any of them off the top of my head, but his name seems very familiar. So he did a lot of black exploitation movies as well over there, like uh, TNT Jackson and She Devil and Chains. Gotcha. Okay. And then he did twenty movies specifically with an American distribution deal with uh, Corman. Ah, okay. So that's why there's a New World Picture title on. Yes. This one. Yeah. Gotcha. And he's done over a hundred films, so it's not that we've seen we've seen a few of them, and then there's a, a bunch more that we need to see. They're not all this good. But there's a bunch of them that are on this level. He's probably got about 10 movies that are as batshit crazy as this fucking thing. 10 as batshit as this one is quite the filmography then. <laughs> yes. Uh, the next important thing to mention would be that Jillian uh, Kessner, the star of the film, as it were, uh -huh. actually, after this film, not very long after this film, Hyphenator last name to Graver, Kessner Graver, uh, because she married Gary Graver, 
Gary Graver no, from uh, Get Smart. No, Gary Graver, the cinematographer that worked for Orson Welles at the end of his career. Oh, okay, okay. Different. The guy. reason that <laughs> that is important is that those two are basically the most responsible, other than Bogdanovich, for keeping Orson Welles's work safe. Okay. The lead. They're, the you're talking about the couple. The, the lead in this film yes. and her husband and are her responsible husband, Graver, for Orson Welles' catalog. Pretty much. That's crazy. Them and Bogdanovich. And the only reason that the film uh, Other Side of the Wind was able to be finished was because Gary Graver wouldn't let it go. He was always working on it. And apparently, because no one was making any money at that point for Orson Welles... Um, Nobody. And he was just shooting stuff and still being Orson Welles and he was off the rails and fudge pops and the whole thing. Except for the uh, the the wine people. Uh, he made them a lot of money with his drunk wine voiced over sure. commercials. That's good. <laughs> That's fantastic. Whoa. Is that it? I just drink it? <laughs> just say whatever, right? No, Orson Welles. Just drink this and say whatever. God damn it. Um, the only reason that they were able to sort of work on this is harder that he was able to actually keep up with uh, that catalog or to keep working on the other side of the wind is that he would shoot pornos. Oh, Bogdanovich. So, yeah. Wow. No, uh, Gary Graver. Oh, okay. Okay. And he had, he took an assumed name and he shot like 400 porns. Damn. And that's how, that's how they were able to stay fluid through that period. Eh, fluid. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, <laughs> well, checking her oil. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then, of course, we've been graced with the presence of one Darby Hinton. Yeah, this is we've, is his third or fourth episode. It's his third. No, it's his third because he did we the Candy Angel Squad, Angels Angels Brigade, Angels Brigade. Yeah, he right. was sticks in Angels Brigade. Right. Well, yeah, I think he did better than this one. He was bad in this movie, and then of course Malibu well, Express. That's where I was going to say. The most interesting, because we've talked about Darby Hinton so much that there's not really a point in going through his history. But what is interesting about this movie is that he didn't get paid for it and mm. he wasn't going to get paid for it. And then they need some pickups. And so he does two pickup shots in L.A. on his own and then sends them back and then they pay him. Like okay. He basically held it ransom. And if you notice, most of the voiceovers, it's awful. Right. It's not him. But there's two shots where you're like, hey, that's Darby Hinton being charming. <laughs> Those are the two pickup shots that he had to do. I showed up, guys. For No, he was there. I'm sure he was on I'm sure on set it was fine. It's just that he went back to the US, wasn't getting paid, and they they stubbed it, they dubbed him with somebody else. And Jesus. That person sucked. Right. She seemed like she was getting dubbed by somebody else too. Uh-huh. She doesn't have a whole lot of lines that, to screw up though. Yeah. And that the only the two pickup shots that Hinton did for himself to get paid were sync sound. So his own voice was in them because they weren't going to do extra work to make it let less good. Right. So is it, was it just me or did he have that mole in Malibu express that he had on his chin in this movie? Because I don't remember him having that big mole. I didn't even notice a mole. He had a huge I, mole on the bottom of his chin. Like yeah, I noticed it in the shot where she's cutting his pants off. 
Are you sure? Yeah. But I didn't see it anywhere else, so maybe it was just a zit that they tried to cover with a fake mole. Are you guys sure that it was a fake mole or a zit, or did somebody actually kick him in the face? (laughs) (laughs) That also probably could have happened with this movie. It's just a big scab from taking one from a size 7. Got a goose egg. Right. And he didn't look as handsome in this one as he does in uh, Malibu Express. Yeah. He looks kind of he uh, like he's in his more... infancy of being a hot yeah, guy. Yeah, Angel's Brigade was before this, and you said he looked good in Angel's Brigade, and then he looked good in Malibu Express, which is two years after this. So it's like there's just this black hole of Darby Hinton a little doofy. He was a little doofy. I would say that he's a little bit more cut up in this one than the other two, though. Like, he's... He's in really prime physical condition. Oh, he's shredded. He's made of wood, yeah. for sure. But his hair was a little too big. <laughs> yeah, it was his like... His hair was awesome. <laughs> I was like, whoa, dude, if the wind blows, you're going to be a hot air balloon. People can <laughs> grab your feet and ride to Indonesia. <laughs> Darby Hinton, Icarus. <laughs> That's what happened to his career. His hair carried him too close to the sun. Yes. <laughs> Tragically, he had to, because of that, he had to go into like a nine year hiatus between 2003 and 2012. And now really he just kind of does weird crappy movies and video game voiceovers. Right. Uh, All right. Anything else, Sam? Yeah. If you noticed, if you thought maybe, man, this music. The music. Seems like it's too good for the movie. Right. That's because they stole it from the movie (laughs) Shogun Assassin. Oh, God damn it. itself is a sort of a, a. mashup of lone wolf and cub scenes yeah i fucking loved the music like it's is like i i i have a hard time describing it because it's very like get pumped type music like some shit's about to happen so start getting pumped and then like what happens on screen does not match the music but the whole time the music's killing it yes i actually when i was watching it i was thinking about and this is an obscure reference but it's like the music it's like if people took instruments and made good music that was the video game music to Streets of Rage 2. Yeah, right. The video game. Yeah, right? exactly. It was that. And you're like, wow, this is like a fighting game's music only with real instruments and talented musicians. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and then there's just people laying down on screen. Uh, we should also mention the karate uh, because we aren't going to be able to describe that during the synopsis. Uh, the karate is fucking terrible. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't think either of them are trained uh, martial artists. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I'm going to go out on a My limb. favorite, though, was the uh, stunt double that they got for her with the awful silver oh, wig that was God. completely matted in the back. Yeah. And so every the... time that, you know, you see that person, like, jump up on a table or something and the hair almost falls off and you're like, oh, no, they're going to have to cut in the middle of a fight scene. And yeah. it was su- that one was such a good... Uh, clever ruse as well because she falls in between the two tables and then obviously walks away and then some man wearing a wig does the handspring and uh-huh. has to pull the wig back on his head after he's running out of the shot right. <laughs> <laughs> uh there's also very slow movement when uh somebody swings a weapon at somebody else uh there's lots of uh kung fu fight scenes where somebody's holding a spear or nunchucks or a sword and it's like, I'm going to swing this at you, Gary. It's time to dock type type uh, barbarian queen-esque uh, sure. so, uh, uh, weapons play in this. It's just such bad karate. Uh, but other than that, this shit, this shit is fucking bonkers. 
Like, it well, is I think bananas. that the bad, the ineptitude of the karate helps make it what it is. Oh, totally, totally. Because it doesn't match the music, it doesn't yeah. match the tempo, it doesn't match what the film I think is trying to uh, uh, deliver thematically to the audience. Which I have a lot of question marks about that, and my interpretation of what that is is probably very wrong because it's very unclear. Um, but. Uh, uh, it's action-packed and uh, uh, stupid throughout, and uh, I can't wait to talk about it. So I'm going to shut up. <laughs> there is one more thing to okay. the boring bullshit, though, right. because what would we talk about if we were in the Philippines uh-huh. or doing a movie in the Philippines, The Dangerous Stunts? Right. We didn't really see anything super dangerous, but at one point, apparently, they didn't have any other way to make some mist, so they just used bug spray. But What? Yeah, let's just poison the cast and crew so we can get a misty shot. <laughs> Not to mention, how much bug spray do you have to have? I mean, that's... A shitload. A shitload of bug spray to make mist. <laughs> that's got to be when they go up to the, the temple, the monk temple, uh, to learn probably. about stick fighting. Right. Uh, that's got to be when they used it. Uh, that's fucking stupid, dude. And how it's hard terrible. is it to make mist? Like, it, just dry ice. Dry ice works. But I guess maybe they couldn't. They don't have dry ice in the Philippines. <laughs> they got bug spray. They got bug spray. They got shitloads of it because there's so many bugs in the Philippines. All right. Uh, I need uh, 32 cans of DEET. <laughs> Get us yeah. some DEET. <laughs> well, it's not DEET. It's like fucking DEET to death. It's like way <laughs> times 10 shit that they're spraying on people. <laughs> no, that's... Like it kills the flora and the fauna it's that's worse stuff. than any of the bad stunts that we've seen like in in the bad filipino movies where some man might may or may not have died that's like yeah. 30 that's like 30 people on on set died from one scene and then all of the endangered species cool yeah. <laughs> yep and all of the unendangered species and trees <laughs> and kids now in danger yeah uh firecracker uh, <laughs> okay, let's get into this. Um, so as Sam kind of uh, mentioned at the beginning, uh, it does set itself up in its first shot with a very tournament fight, uh, tournament fighting style uh, opening where Darby Hinton is uh, a guy named Chuck Donner, uh, almost Mitch Connor, but Chuck Donner. And he is a karate guy who is, I guess, the like the number one guy in the this style of tournament well, fighting he's, yeah he's like the king of death match but he's also like the number one uh assassin ace for the drug kingpin right right but i i kind of like i think he's got like a reputation throughout town like sure he's the guy to beat if you want to do mortal combat uh sure so yeah. he's he's exhibitioning the first fight and this happens later, so this is a recurring rule in this tournament fighting style circuit where the main guy has to sit down and watch three other guys showboat with their weapons, yes. and then he fights them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really odd. He's like, oh, yeah, you can twirl that. And he, like, nods at him, too. He, yep, looks like you can <laughs> use that thing. Okay, all right. They seem to be oh. kind of friends. Like, like yeah. there's, there's, like, camaraderie between everybody in this scene. Well, He's like, yeah, some pretty good spear work, Jose. I'm still going to kill you with it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. And you know that they all went to the same karate camp that we see later in the movie. They yeah. probably came up together and he's like, this is what you fucking get for stealing my cake all those years ago. My cake? Yeah, cake. karate cake. 
karate cake. At the camp. Is that at like the, what you get at, for graduation or? At the Chuck Donner cake party. Right. <laughs> Donner party. <laughs> Have some cake. It's not people. Uh, <laughs> or is it? It's, or is okay, it? it's people. It's people and bugs. running the. I'm going to keep running the Donnie party joke as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first guy he has to fight is, uh, or uh, get exhibition, because he doesn't actually fight everybody. There's a guy with um, uh, a staff, um, and then some nunchucks, and then another guy with, uh, with, sp- with a spear. And he yes. only fights the guy with the spear. He gets to choose. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, you get to you get to choose your challenger. Why why go with the spear guy? I'd go with the nunchuck guy. Because he looked like he was going to be the one that would fall on his ass fastest. Yeah, but and you want to yeah, keep but... your title of king of death town? Well, of course. Even though he has a spear, he's still fifty six years old. Right, well, the other guys were young and in shape. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> right. it's just you choose the flabby guy. All right, fair enough. Uh, and sure enough, uh, he takes that fucking spear from that guy and stabs him right into the tummy. Like, sorry. And then holds him into the air, right? Like he, like he's gonna, like he's waving a flag, <laughs> of joy. and blood's landing on him, and he's just like, "Yeah, murder lust." And you're like, "Wait a second, this movie is gonna be a little bit weirder than I thought." Oh, it's it's fucking it. Like even in this, well, this was the first thing that I saw of this about three weeks ago when Jackie and I decided to pull the trigger on a stinker in the middle of the night when we were both hammered, drunk, and. Just in this scene, I was like, nope, turn it off. We're doing an episode on this. And then I came back to Sam like the next week. I was like, dude, Firecracker. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, that's my next episode. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Roman found this about six years ago and we watched it. And it was one of those where we had just watched two that were like kind of OK. And we we're lounging pretty hard, laying back. And this shit started like both of us just immediately sat up and were like at attention for the duration of the film. Yeah, because it's just it's it sounds weird. It looks weird. All the shots, the editing, uh, like everybody's acting is just like not correct. Like not totally far off, but not quite correct enough that it make that all of it combined makes it super fucking weird. Like this is gonna be a weird fucking movie. Uh, also with a lot of karate in it, so I'm in. But in the audience, uh, there's a lady. Uh, we find out later her name is Bonnie. Um, and she's got a little handheld camera, a little, little spy cam, a little, little 10 millimeter. Yeah. 10 millimeter. Yeah. Uh, that I guess you're not supposed to take pictures of what's happening here, which seems like obvious, but, uh, yeah, you can't take pictures of the Kumite. It happened in Bloodsport too. Oh, really? I don't remember that yeah. part of the well, yeah. When you have, when you have illegal sanctioned death matches, you don't want people snapping photos. Maybe they should no get selfies. like these. They should get like some security or like some uh, some some of those one of those uh, airport scanner things that show you naked, you know. Or maybe she should have just used a camera that wasn't the size of her face. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that might have helped greatly in this situation not to have the click click as you're as you're progressing the film through the camera right. and then the- holding it up to your face like a pair of sunglasses. And being like, click, click, click with the flash yeah. going. Yeah, she's got the flash on, too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the point of indiscretion is running the flash. Where's that spy cam? Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> Follow the light. So she gets nabbed. Uh, they're like, uh-uh, not in our, not in our Mortal Kombat arena, lady. Um, uh, uh-huh. Then uh, Chuck, after he kills the spear guy, 
rips off his dog tags, implying that the guys he's fighting are all military, like it was the trophy kind of thing, like the necklace of ears. I couldn't tell what was going on with this. I, I don't know if it, if it, did you think that that played out later at all? I did. I, I thought that when she finds out that, spoiler alert, that her new fuck buddy has just killed his her sister, um, and she goes in there, she starts digging through his jewelry box, and he's got mementos from everybody he's ever killed. Oh, so but they're not all dog tags. No, it's oh, just, just, he okay. just takes, like, like, after he kills the guy on the stairs mm-hmm. at the end, the, the fat guy, mm-hmm. he's like, tries to take like a bracelet or something off of him and he's like oh, oh this thing's a piece of shit and he throws okay, it on the ground he's like this okay. isn't even worth putting in my trinket All box right. then that means yeah, he's that a trophy hunter chuck donner is a fucking psychopath i i was yeah quest- he likes to party i i was questioning like where he no. falls on the evil scale this whole time but now i'm i'm pretty sure that this guy's a bad guy <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't accept any jewelry from him. <laughs> like, you don't know which baby killed to get that. You're like, oh, I, you know what? Donna had this exact same bracelet. Right. But we haven't seen Donna in six weeks. This is a nipple ring with blood still on it. This doesn't go in somebody's ear. Yeah. Oh, thanks. This is a cock ring <laughs> with the cock still on. Gross. Yep. <laughs> That's the best trophy of them all. <laughs> okay, so after... A bejeweled penis. Right. <laughs> Uh, after the credits happen, uh, which are pretty crazy, um, we meet Susanna, the lead. Uh, she's checking into a hotel because she's there to look for her sister, Bonnie, who is the camera lady who has disappeared. Um, she's immediately spotted by dudes. Like, as soon as she gets off the plane, goes into this hotel, there's dudes on her. Like, this lady looks like she's fucking trouble because they know? Like, what the hell? I think they're going to rob her. Oh, they're just they're, randos? Yeah, they're rando locals that are robbing guests. Huh. Because they they go into a room and they're they're like start looking through a purse and stuff and they're they're trying to take stuff. I thought they were looking for like the stuff, like the the notes or whatever. Having seen this twice, her uh plight of being chased and having to fight men off. Makes no sense. No. Uh, I can't tell if they're employed by someone, if they're rapists, murderers, thieves, all of the above. I'm not sure. It just happens that every once in a while, she's chased by men that want to rape and kill her, and she has to beat them up, sometimes naked. Right. Maybe maybe this movie is just saying, uh, if you're a blonde lady, don't go to the Philippines. Like, you know. Yeah, clear. <laughs> they they kind of seem like a little bit of a handsy bunch. Yeah, a little, a little handsy. Well, there's there's like some guys from New York in one scene. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's where true. it gets like, real bad. Right. <laughs> Those guys are obviously just there on port call. Right. So the movie, they're sailors for the, the United States. The movie is saying if you're a blonde lady, don't go to the uh, Philippines. Uh, if you're from a male from New York City, you can't come here. We're, no, you're fine. Yeah, don't let the New York City guys come in anymore because they're bad. Well, you know, they just take out some of your rape ability because, you know, they're chasing the ladies too. Right, right. Yeah, those, those are our ladies to chase. All right, so yep. they break into her room and she karate's them. They fail. And, in lingerie. Yeah, of course. And uh, that's the whole scene. <laughs> no explanation. It just cuts. <laughs> like, after she kicks their ass, it just cuts. And you're like, okay, so that's resolved. Good thing you're on this sightseeing tour now. But 
She also threw one of those men through the lattice window like a missile. Right. <laughs> feet first. So she grabbed him by the neck and the belt and threw him like a javelin out of a window. <laughs> how how do you think she explains that to the uh, the hotel staff? <laughs> the oh, they shoot day. that shit every day. Oh, okay. It's, it's fear and loathing in the Philippines every, every yeah, day no, over there. The one... The bellhop and the concierge like elbow each other, and he was like, "I told you she can throw a man like a javelin." (laughs) She walked in. (laughs) All right, cut to her meeting uh, Pete and Ray. Uh, Pete owns a bar, I think, and is like uh, a big dude. He's like he's like the the American in Bloodsport. He's like the big guy. This is the part where you're really like, "Is this?" It's Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds is the guy in Bloodsport. This is. The guy that they found that looks the most like him. Right. Uh, and he's like, hey, uh, or she's like, uh, I'm asking about uh, my my sister Vanessa uh, or my sister Bonnie, but you might know her as Vanessa. I don't know why it's plot relevant that uh, she has a, a alter ego. Um, I sent her a telegram. Where is that telegram? Oh, it's up in this room. Let me take you to it. Yep, that's the telegram I sent her. Uh, which I guess pieces the whole puzzle together for her. I, I'm not really sure what the significance of the telegram is, but downstairs, some shit is happening <laughs> that I don't know what is. There's just a random fight. Oh, this is the introduction of Ray. Right. Who never really works himself into the plot very well at all. Uh-uh. He? Uh, no, he's no, just... He, he starts out on the outside looking in, and he ends up in that same spot. I think he's Pete's buddy or just a like a bar flight, like a local that goes to that bar at five o'clock every night for happy hour. And is like, oh, by the way, I also enjoy kicking people's asses. No, did he was yeah. behind the bar when she first came in. He works there. OK. Huh. That's weird. what he is, is the local star that they just can't figure out how to work into this plot. Exactly. They have to. Right. Right. Because he got an and credit. Uh, and yes, he did Ray something as Ray. Uh, so this fucking fight, though, like it starts with just a bunch of townies piling on Pete. And then he does the I'm too strong thing and shakes yep. them all off. And then everybody gets involved in the game. Ray's down there kicking ass. Uh, uh, Susanna's down there kicking ass. And they're like high five and mid doing it, like winking and gunning at each other. Oh, while yeah, they're Punching there's... guys out. The only this smart is how they one, make friends, right? The only smart one in this movie at this point is the waitress who is hiding down by the <laughs> kitchen. She's like, "God damn it, this is happening again." She's not she that looks smart. Up at the calendar and goes, "Oh, it is Wednesday or Tuesday or Monday or well, fuck, I hate my life." Yeah, she's not that smart because she should quit her goddamn job. Well, she gets extra to play tune in Tokyo. Really, boo, <laughs> boobs is right. Oh, Jackie. <laughs> I want to go back to Hawaii <laughs> without you this time. Oh, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Jackie. Oh, awesome. sure you didn't. You're awesome. <laughs> Justin died of the virus. <laughs> right. Hey, I said we weren't going to talk about that. The virus. The. <laughs> the virus. This virus had a lot of knives. 17 <laughs> of them, to be exact. One of those cut his wiener off first. <laughs> Kept it as a trophy. Um, so, Bejeweled it. So... They're like, I guess those guys were just looking for trouble. And that's the end of that fight scene. It's not explained at all either. 
But now she's part of Team Pete and Ray, or they're part of Team Her, and they're like, oh, yeah, so um, you need to know about this guy because you're looking for your sister. If you want to know anything in this town, you need to seek out Chuck Donner. But watch out for him because he's super dangerous. Yeah, cut to the next scene at the restaurant where Chuck Donner has a party of two. <laughs> right. They've got... Some sort of martial arts expedition exhibition, which also is like the guy says no holds barred fighting, which I thought was like optional to the death, but it doesn't seem like at this place it's to the death. It's to the oh, broken no. arm or whatever. No, these are two old men wrestling it, it out for 20 minutes or for two <laughs> minutes. And then like one of them just gets tired. Right. Nobody actually wins. And the setting for this martial arts expedition exhibition is a fucking hotel lounge. <laughs> they just had some some twelve year olds do hula hooping up there right. like ten minutes ago. <laughs> it's a variety show. This is the Philippines. It is. Gary Weird's magic show on after deathmatch. <laughs> Which the magic show when he pulls the when he releases the dove, it just flops because it was in the coat too long. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> On top of the guy who's uh, laying there with his broken arm. Because I'm pretty sure that guy actually died from that broken arm that he gets. Because he just, like, he does the uh, give up and, like, flop yeah. down, I'm dead move uh, from getting a broken elbow. It's pretty cool. So she's like, all right, um, hi, uh, uh, I'm not looking for my sister. Um, I'm just looking for a job uh, in martial arts fighting for money. And Chuck is like, oh, okay, well, that seems to check out. Uh, speaking of checking out, I'm going to check out that bod. Because uh, Chuck is uh -huh. immediately like, I, I've completely forgotten about all of my uh, professionalism. I've thrown that out the window. I don't care what my boss wants me to do. I'm not going to tail this lady or uh, be suspicious of her. She's clearly on the up and up because she's hot, and I'm going to try yeah. to better. And you can tell that beyond being a, uh unscrupulous expat, he's also a cad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, hi there. I'm Chuck Donner. Uh, can I buy you a martini? Did you kill my sister? Uh, which one? Yeah. Hey, I'm Chuck Donner. You want to go to a party? <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to keep going. I didn't like that because I didn't get it, even though that's the third time you've told that joke. And that's now I just for. got it. And I'm like, God damn it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want her to go to a party? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right, so uh, she asked for the job. She's like, I, I just need to make ends meet while I'm here, uh, so can I fight uh, these old people? And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess, if it if my boss likes it. And do we even know what the boss's name is? Does that – I just have boss written over and over again. I don't know what his name is. I don't know what his name is either. I think he's just heroin guy. He's like, he's the bad guy in, uh, uh, I was about to say Tango and Cash, but that's Jack Palance. Um, Roadhouse? No, no, he's the yeah. owner of Roadhouse. Yeah, he's the owner of Roadhouse, yeah, but he's not. He, he's he not, but he like looks just like that guy, and he's wearing Jack Palance's clothes. Uh, he's a very weenie bad guy. Like, he's not threatening at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's like, maybe, uh... 
maybe you guys can come by later uh, to the condo and we can have some cocktails. You like that? I'm also mm. a drug kingpin. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're too. You're too Del Boca Vista for being a drug kingpin. Oh yeah. He kind of looks like he belongs to the military, but he's on leave. And this is his side business, or he retired from the military because he's got a military haircut. So at first, I thought he was like a military guy that was evil. But then he's like, no military in this place. Yeah. And then you kind of realize that he's not military. He's just there doing heroin. No, I think he's he's just a Florida retiree that was poorly cast. He has, I think he's just a guy that works down there as an actor all the time because he got to use his own voice. Oh, yeah, probably. That's why he's that guy. Yeah, he retired from, uh, I don't know, uh, IBM and moved to the Philippines, and now he's an actor. Uh, So he's like, yeah, uh, I got to check with my boss first, and he goes back over there, and Ray shows up, and it's like, hey, I'm going to pick you up after uh, her demo of beating up an old guy. And uh, Chuck's boss, the, the retiree, whatever his name is, uh, he's he's like, I want her followed. She's suspicious. You you follow her and, and check her out. So instead, Chuck just takes her straight to dinner. Yeah. Chuck Donner, uh, party of two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the special this week? Is it Lady Fingers? Hmm. This is the best part of ladies. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah, that was lame. What's what's your favorite on the menu, Sam? Vagina bowl. Why? why oh, oh, I see. <laughs> when you're eating people, when you're trapped, when you're trapped crossing the Rockies, and you got to eat your uh, the people you're traveling with. Uh, what's your favorite part? <laughs> oh, the butt. <laughs> it's soft. That's what I was gonna say. Ham hocks. You get some great bacon. It really sizzles when it hits the pan. No hesitation. Oh, the butt. <laughs> uh, trust me, I know from experience, dude. Hey, you See, watch those nature's videos, the lions go asshole first, you know? There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, you don't waste the good part first. Or yeah. the you don't wait for the good part because then it gets all crappy. Literally. Literally well, it's crappy. <laughs> I don't know if animals shit themselves after they die. I don't see why not. I, I think it's... Well, if it's a if you're eating an herbivore, it's just like getting some salad. Right. <laughs> I'll start with the appetizer. <laughs> what kind of uh, dressing do you want? Well, clearly ranch. Because it's like trying to make a nature preserve joke. Nope, that doesn't work. Uh, Thousand Island. Uh, mm-hmm. Italian. Uh, nope. No. Ew. There's oh. no... Blue cheese. Fumunga. Yeah. I guess that's as close as you can do. Is it the raspberry vinaigrette? No, there's just no perverted, disgusting salad dressings. They're too safe for comedy. That's why Newman got behind the dressing line. It was safe. Oh, yeah. There you go. Um, So he takes her to dinner, and uh, romance blooms. Uh, he's totally snowed by her. She She's like, this guy's a dum-dum, but I kind of like him because of his mustache. Uh. And Ray takes, the next day later, uh, Ray takes Susanna up to the stick training camp in the mountains because, for some reason, she's really keen on learning about this stick fighting method that's called Arnice. 
that has something to do with the plot, I think. Anybody? Well, she uses it at the end. Well, yeah, but, like, why? Is this, why Why does she need to do this? She's looking for her sister, not karate training, right? She owns her own dojo in L.A. So she's like, while I'm here, while I'm looking for my dead sister, I might as well go up here and take advantage. Well, she needs to write it off on her taxes, Justin. Ah, got it. Part of her cover. Yeah. They established that in the shot where they're all sitting around the table. Oh, okay. Well, that's dumb. Can, couldn't she just go, like, to some dojo in town or something and be like, uh, yeah, let's just go inside rather than climbing a goddamn mountain, getting sprayed in the face with bug spray, and then watching guys just poorly swing sticks around. The whacking training. You just whack, whack, whack. Right. It's the dumbest. They're not, they're just swinging sticks back and forth. And, like, I've seen, I, I like, in all of the ninja training camps and the Wu-Tang training camps and the uh, 13th uh, Tower, whatever that movie franchise is called. Seventh Chamber. Yeah. yeah, Like, this is the worst possible training you could possibly shoot because it's literally guys with sticks just swinging them back and forth. (laughs) I don't know, but if I could be that cut just swinging a stick around for a couple hours a day, I'd probably do it. Well, maybe you should give it a try. Yeah, I just could probably get in shape from climbing the fucking mountain. Well, there's that. Unless you live in the cave. Right. But then if you live in the cave, you're not really getting good nutrition. So you're going to be in shape. Yeah, that's probably true. And uh, the main guy uh, comes up to her and is like, yes, we will teach you this, the ways of our niece. Uh, here's your sticks. But one thing about it is you can only use it for defense, never offense. And then she just grabs the sticks and goes, yeah, and then cut. Her training is done. Camera. Right. We, we don't it's even a, get a montage. Got, it's got the zoom in like, shushing. She knows it now. <laughs> she uh, listened to a book on tape. On the way uh, up the mountain and learned yeah, everything. It was a really short book on tape. It said, <laughs> just whack people with a stick. <laughs> uh, okay, so I guess she's the master now. Um, <laughs> I like this scene. It's not plot relevant, but we get cut back to the boss. He is talking to uh, this. I don't know who she is. I know who she is later, but like their relationship I don't know if he's she's supposed to be his girlfriend. That's the uh, cop that's posing as his girlfriend, or if she's a business associate. But she's always asking about the business, and he doesn't want to talk to her about it. Yeah, this doesn't really seem very realistic because if she's just the bang maid that's there to get your heroin and your drinks for you, uh-huh. he's going to tell her to shut the fuck up, and he's going to punch her in the face. But he's also about to get shot up by her, and he doesn't want her to screw up, so he's being nice. Right. <laughs> but the whole scene is like, oh, don't worry about that. I've got a plan for this, and I've got a plan for that, and I uh, I, I need to uh, really uh, take care of this over here and move this piece over here. And she's like, that's nice. Here's some H. Like, oh, I do all my best planning while passed out on my back so that I don't puke. Yeah. <laughs> Or your side. Still poops, though. Yeah, right? You can't do H while you're a boss that you've got all these moving pieces around? Come on, man. You can't dabble in product if you're going to move it. Yeah, you got to at least do coke. I mean, you know, you get fired up and you're active and you're going to go clean your toilets. You know, at least do something productive. Jesus. All right, so Suzanne follows Chuck 
uh, to a market because I don't know where he's going. There's lots of Suzanne following Chuck and Chuck following Suzanne and other guys following Suzanne and other guys talking or uh, attacking Suzanne throughout most of this film. But she follows him to a market. Some guys try to nab her, but they fail because she's karate and she karate's them. Uh, but eventually she gets stopped by uh, officer detective because we also don't know his name. Uh, and he's like, hey, uh, stop it. You're going to screw up this undercover operation by asking too many questions and sticking your nose where it doesn't belong. Let the cops handle it, lady. And she's like, mm, okay. I'll do that. She doesn't. She sticks her she nose. She doesn't. I don't even know why this scene exists because the next thing she does is get her nose back into things. Meanwhile, Chuck is uh, conducting a uh, drug heist on his own guys. Uh, yeah. Up on in the mountains. On Grip. Yeah. Yeah. Grip, uh, who isn't the right hand man, but should be because he's the only he's the middleman between the boss and the drug suppliers. Yes. Meanwhile, there's this weird Roman Empire parade happening right during this scene uh -huh. like all these people have roman empire hats on like paper mache masks and they're walking down the street and there's just one mask that just stays in the shot the entire time did you guys see that like yeah. just off to the corner right. some guy like do 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 and he knows he's there mm. he's like i am totally just gonna stand here while the rest of the parade keeps going yeah this is my five I'm minutes of fame focus. yeah exactly and and like the boss comes down to Grip and's like, what the hell's this thing? And Grip goes, it's a fiesta. I'm pretty sure they don't call it that in the Philippines. Maybe they do. There was some Spanish. Uh, they have they, they have a lot of, like Santiago, right? There's a lot of Spanish influence in the Philippines, I think. Is there? Maybe. I think so. Fuck, maybe I don't know a goddamn thing about the Philippines. I don't know a goddamn thing about the Philippines. All right. Well, uh, we'll chalk that up to stupidity. Ah, sure. <laughs> That's how we explain that one. We're dumb. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Take that. This could be highly cultural, re culturally relevant, but uh, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we just think it's weird. Yeah. Okay. So, um, where the fuck are we? Uh, so Chuck is stealing from his own guys. Grip is, uh, goes back to the boss <clears throat> and tells the boss about the whole thing. And the boss is like, well, go find out, uh, go find our drugs and who did it. Uh, because he couldn't tell that it was Chuck because they were striking from a distance or some shit. I don't know. Sure. When they pulled the heist too, like they didn't shoot him. Right. Did you notice that afterwards, the guys just shot up that car for no reason. Right. <laughs> and then it cuts and you're like, why did you shoot up that car? Because <laughs> we had ammo. Because they had to get in the back of the trunk to get to the paper mache mask that had all the heroin in it. They did show well, that. Well, they shot the shit out of them. They shot the shit they out of them. They shot up the drugs. And is that how you get into the trunk of your car? Yeah, I just start shooting it with my 45. <laughs> Open, you sack of shit. Especially when I stick my foot underneath the car and... You know, it's supposed to have that magic Houdini thing. You know, it's supposed to open on its own and it doesn't. And then I just start shooting the yeah. shit out of it. Uh, you people, know there's a button, Steve. Yeah, but People ask ammo. you why your trunk doesn't close and you say... Yeah, that thing hates cheap bullets. <laughs> uh, Susanna is following him. Uh, she's following Chuck. And she's following him in a rickshaw while he's out just casually for a jog after stealing from his own guys. And uh, some more guys try to get her. They do get her. Uh, 
after like too many guys piling on her, or maybe she is faking being nabbed because they take her straight to the boss and uh, to the dojo. And he's like, Hey, uh, grip grips there. And he's like, we, you, you got to answer all our questions, why you're here, what you're doing. I want the truth. And our truth serum is actually this fucking poisonous snake that I'm going to unleash. If I don't like your answers, which I'm probably going to, unleash anyway so you might as well lie uh, because it's just a fucking snake and who gives a shit like oh, you need like it's a cobra gonna, yeah but you need no. like 30 cobras if you're gonna do no. this like, you just run away from snakes snakes this, are dumb this line of dialogue is fantastic because i kind of scratched my head the first time i saw it and then i remembered it when he said it and i was like oh yeah this is awesome he says the Philippine cobra is the deadliest of its kind. It's the deadliest Philippine cobra. <laughs> <laughs> Just this one. <laughs> yeah. Or that there that kind of cobra is the deadliest of that kind of cobra. It doesn't right. make any fucking sense. Well, clearly, clearly, <laughs> yes. I uh, can't argue with your logic there. And why is this it in such a small is box? The deadliest of it of this knife. <laughs> This bazooka, man, what a sure. great bazooka for bazookas. <laughs> this one blows up stuff like it does, no problem. You might say it's a bazooka's bazooka. Sure. <laughs> what, Jack? Why was the snake in such a small box? Because it's the Philippines. They don't care about preserving snakes. We know from experience Whoa, from watching yeah. other snake-filled Whoa. Filipino movies. We don't want to talk about that. Don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it's just, they don't treat... Stuntmen, they don't care for stuntmen's lives, Jackie. Why would they care about stunt snakes? <laughs> well, this snake was a nice-looking snake. It smiled for the camera. It really got out there and puffed up its head. I thought, I thought, you know, it deserved a little respect. Yeah, it was. It was gonna make. It was it. a good stunt this snake. Was its big break, a Filipino movie where they're probably going to kill it and eat it later. Uh, which is fine because the snake is delicious. If you at least at least if you're gonna kill a snake, make sure you eat it because it's good. You make sure you eat it; it's good. Yeah. Uh, so she's like, um, I'm not here for eating nefarious reason. I'm here for karate. And he's like, I don't like that answer. No, it's true. I'm here for karate. I don't like that answer. Try it, everyone. I'm here for stick fighting. I still don't like that answer. Have a snake. So she jumps up does a backflip while grabbing the snake, lands on the outside of the ring uh, like she's on, I think it was obviously wire work, and then chucks the oh, snake was, at grip. It wasn't wire work. Oh, they just it reversed it. It is reversed. Yeah. yeah and it right. still is a pretty good job to do a front flip off of that rail. Right. While holding a rubber snake. Right. Yeah, I thought this was super impressive. And the and you know the stunt guy was back with his wig and everything. <laughs> yeah. So she throws the snake on Griff or Grip, and he just like runs away, like ah, it's on me. And then she busts out. Uh, but but Chuck just casually walks in to the dojo and is like, oh hey, you're here, huh? Uh, how you want to go get some dinner? You want to go get some drinks back at my place? Nightcap. And she's like, uh, you're not gonna ask me why I'm here. No, I don't really care about that. Let's uh, let's go bang, and so uh, yeah. they he's go back wearing, to his place. He's also wearing his second lion jacket. Oh my god, his attire! The first lion jacket was hideous. Uh huh. This one's actually kind of boss. Like, yeah, I would wear this lion jacket. I'd wear all of it, Sam. It's all bullshit. 
it, like the level <laughs> of his attire bullshit is so high that I'm like, give me all of his clothes. I would wear those in public and encourage people to laugh at me because it's mm-hmm. hilarious. My favorite was the denim one that he had on mm-hmm. in the earlier part of the movie with the matching pants and right. oh, I, man, oh, I think that it was a thing... jumpsuit. I think it was a onesie, honey. Oh, I don't. I didn't think it was a onesie. Huh. But that thing was fucking boss. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> Loved it. Somebody spent a lot of time making that that outfit. Oh, it, yeah. was, it was worth it. I think that if you could say anything about Darby Hinton, it's that he can wear anything. <laughs> yeah. Because he's wearing shit that anyone would look like the biggest dickhead in. And it's like, man, you look good in that. And it is terrible. <laughs> uh, do we think that they bang here? I don't think that they bang here. No, they don't. They don't, they, because she's like, they, you need to have yeah. patience. And he's like, don't make me wait too long. And then it just cuts while she's still in his hotel room. And he's clearly a scumbag, so I don't know what's going to happen in there. But I guess she just leaves. Uh, bye. And uh, the boss tells Chuck to bring her in uh, because he wants to put her in the arcade of de- or the, the arena of death to fight his gladiators. That's the only way we're going to show her is to have her fight some gladiators. Well, and it's like the boss is like, well, once she gets a taste of killing men, then she'll want to do it again. Right. Because, you know, people are like rabid dogs. Mm-hmm. Once they get a taste for the wild, the livestock, mm-hmm. you know, they're just going to keep killing the livestock. Or like, yeah, like, I don't know why you would make that comparison, but like all the movies tell us if you kill a guy, you just want to kill another guy. It's like tattoos. Just got to get another one. Or Lay's potato chips. <laughs> I can't I'm Sam. just one. <laughs> They're right. Just open the bag and shove it down my throat. Uh, so they demo fight for each other for the boss. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen this. Did before. you notice that he gave her a swift palm to the ovaries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The ovarian delight. <laughs> yeah. Not Actually, cool. no, the ovarian delight is a headbutt. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is more just cool. like a... An, an ovarian kiss, possibly. You were just trying to bone this lady last night in your room, and now you're like, oh, oh, this is play punching you in the tummy. And then he, like, gets her on the ground and, like, does the tummy kick. Like, she, he's kicking her in the ribs and shit. Like, dude, yeah. I, like this is going too far, buddy. Um, Okay, so I guess she's good enough now to finally fight in the arena of death, even though she proved it earlier and proved it one time after that. Uh, But anyways, so the, I guess... Like, okay, well, you're going to fight there later because uh, right now we're going to let you have a car and the, our man's going to drop you off in the rapey part of town uh, because immediately after she steps out of the car, they don't drop her off at the hotel. It's in some dingy fucking street oh. where there's two guys that are like, ooh, hey, baby, and they chase and attack her immediately. I didn't get this part of the movie. I didn't realize that she was being dropped off. I thought she had like a piece of paper and she was trying to go somewhere and follow a lead. But then the rapey guys come along. Yeah. And she doesn't try to kick their ass. She runs away like a scared, like, like a, like like any other movie lady. Like, oh, oh no, the rapist. Oh, she saw that. She's like, oh, that guy's got a permanent Hawaiian shirt. He means business. Yeah, I clearly can't fight them, even though I was just propositioned to enter an arena of death where there's actual gladiators there. I should run. <laughs> and then she tries to sit, like hide behind a security guard. 
and gets his ass killed. God damn it. She got that guy killed. That was such a good scene, though, when they step on his chest and the blade comes through. Right. Not okay. (laughs) Poor man. He was just trying to help her. Like, well, I could kick these guys' ass, but I'm going to let this untrained security guard do it. And he's like, freeze. And they just walk up to him. Like, no, I mean it this time. No, no, freeze. Seriously, guys, guys. Oh, shit, I'm dead. He'd had a conversation with his wife when he took the job. And he's like, honey, I'm just guarding rice. Nobody's going to come. I don't even know why they give me a gun. And then he gets killed. Oh, with no pension, no life insurance. No, it's two days from retirement. Oh, I think. He looked pretty young. Uh, Anyways, as she's further chased, uh, her her skirt gets snagged on a gate and she has to tear uh, the bottom half of it off. I said, thank you, fence. (laughs) You know what's coming next, right? Right. Oh, the fence has started the work, but I think somebody else is going to finish it. Uh, She runs into a motel and then she finally ditches her high heels. She's been running in high heels this entire time. uh, And so I guess now she can finally kick ass because, like, I don't know. No, no, you got to back up because before she ditches the high heels, she climbs a ladder. And then tries to ambush the guy as he climbs up the ladder, but then he just tears off her dress. Right. So now she's yeah. down to a pair of panties and bra and a pair of stiletto heels, and she's running down the corridor trying to get away. But in her heels still. Yeah. She's so her boobs are just shaking like two bowlfuls yeah. of jelly. And this is they. This is all a setup for her to run down the hallway at the camera several times. Right, right. So she's she's now in predator mode because she doesn't have her high heels on. I guess even though she climbed a fucking ladder and ran all over the place in them, and she's trained to kill people. Um, but uh, she sends one dude like she's doubled back to the construction area where I guess Sam thinks they keep rice. I don't know, but they got a table saw in there, and she puts one dude's face in it, and he didn't make it. And then the other guy grabs like a like a uh, a hay hook out of off the rack, which it's he, a sickle. Oh, a sickle, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, which he throw or he cuts at her with it, and it's such a close sa- shave that it only takes off her bra. <laughs> Titties. <laughs> yep, I was wondering if these things were going to come out throughout this movie, and I was like, those are not; those are pretty nice. Pretty nice. Yeah. I was not disappointed. Sometimes in these kind of movies, you get some weird boobs going on, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, no, we don't want to see that. Right. But these were these were excellent. I would give them an A. Yeah, I think she's a I think she's a smuggler. I didn't realize she was going to be that busty. Um, so she's oh, fighting when she was going up the mountain. In the there's a bunch of non bra stuff that happens before this. You're like, oh, these things are coming out, and I bet they're going to be big. Yeah, I missed that. I'd have to watch this movie again. Um. So she's fighting with her with her knockers out, and eventually she grabs a stick, like a rake stick, and beats this guy, I'm presuming to death, even though it oh, just no. looks like he got gets bonked a few times. No, he he's breathing. That's my note is looks like Rick gets to live. <laughs> right. Like, okay, what's up with that? <laughs> why didn't what's he up get with that? Why didn't he get stuck in a buzzsaw? Because he was definitely the the more murderous of the two of them. Right. The other guy seemed more rapey. He seemed more murderous, but he gets right. to live. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so Chuck calls her at the bar because I guess, she, like, how she transports with no clothes back to the hotel, if she even is staying at a hotel. Well, I guess she was at the beginning, but God knows where she's staying now. She's just at the bar. She's got new clothes on. Uh, it's the next day. 
And he's like, hey, uh, I just want to let you know, because I know you care, I'll be leaving for a couple days. Bye. Thanks, Chuck. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know. And then he goes to a, like, a tribe who's doing some dancing and some spear fighting exhibitions. I'm not really, I just don't know what the fuck is going on in the next scene. Him and Grip are there together like they're buds. Like, hey, Grip, we still going to go up to that tribal dancing retreat uh, we bought tickets for a month ago? Yeah, of course we are. You're my best friend. Um, they're up there buying heroin. Well, yeah, they're doing that on the side, though. That seems like it's like also there's heroin, but sure. there's primarily tribal dancing. Well, it's a floor show. Yeah. For they, the- they need to they need to have a cover in order to make this work so they can write it off on their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this whole movie is about is how to write off a trip to the Philippines with your taxes. I see. Okay. Uh, so she's there. She's followed him, even though it seems like this is a pretty mo- remote location. Uh, and like how she knew when he was leaving or any of that, that's not divulged. She's just there. She follows him. Uh, she sees that it's a drug deal and, uh, she's like, okay, well, he's dirty. You knew that. Um, and, uh, he's, but she's spotted by the boss's lady person, whatever she is, the cop. Well, this is when we find out that she's undercover because before you're like, man, these two have weird conversations. Uh (laughs) But then when this happens, you're like, oh, I guess that's why she's always pumping him for information that just doesn't seem relevant. So if uh, if I was to uh, follow the money, per se, um, where would that money be, boss? Oh, I'm not telling you that. Okay, well, how about this? Um, where would you bury bodies if, you, say, just hypothetically you were a murderer? Where would you put them? Uh, the desert? Your backyard? Well, I'm not telling you that. Okay, well, let's try. <laughs> She's a cop, dude! <laughs> so, she chases her. Uh, uh... Suzanne crashes her motorcycle during this tra- chase and uh, <laughs> this crash is hilarious. Like she just lays it over because she like after she falls off of it, she like dives further into the berm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, she's like, I'm so hurt. But wait, I'm just going to dive one more time. Yeah, she's taking a flop, Sam. She's seen some of that soccer. And now she's got to, you know, an- oh. up her ante in acting. Uh. So the lady comes up. She's like, hey, don't worry about it. I'm not actually the boss's girlfriend slash bang lady slash wife. I don't know what you think, but uh, I'm actually a cop. Um, I'm working with uh, taking this guy down. So uh, maybe you should uh, not stick your nose in where it doesn't belong. Like uh, leave it to us cops. And she's like, yeah, sure. I'll do that. The same thing I told that last guy who asked me that. So Chuck has robbed Griff again or Grip again uh this time the boss is mildly angry (laughs) because he can't show emotion he's like okay well we got another uh load stolen uh it's not your fault don't worry gentlemen uh but uh, i sure do want to find out who's doing this and the cops elsewhere have met up they're like we gotta uh, we gotta make an HQ because we're teaming up now. Uh, let's make Pete's Bar our HQ because that seems like sure. where all the cool people are. And oh, also uh, we should tell uh, Suzanne that her sister's dead. 
Your sister is dead. Yeah, we should probably do that. Bonnie didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, She's been in the river this whole time. This whole goddamn time. <laughs> that's that's what's weird is that, you know, yeah. usually when a body's floating around in town, oh. somebody says something within the first day. But it seems like Bonnie's been there for at least like a fucking month. Yeah, and no. this body has just been bobbing around. Uh, like, can you identify the body? And she's like, you know, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's a body? It's yeah, like dude. The catfish went after it pretty good. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too, Sam. Like, mm, you're not identifying anything. Oh, body. Oh, God. And at first I'm thinking, maybe she's just disgusted with this dead body. And it's not Bonnie. Maybe. Maybe. Because they just cut as soon as she runs away. And then mm-hmm. she's still running through the streets at night. Well, she runs to Chuck for comfort. Oh, Chuck. Please mm-hmm. hold me. Oh. And hold then me, Chuck. the weirdest fucking thing happens because he's like h- hugging her. And then his cat freaks out. <laughs> the fucking cat. And it breaks. It's a black cat. And it breaks the mirror. And then it leaves, and you're like, well, that's a lot of weird bad luck foreshadowing. Is uh-huh. it for both of them or one of them? Which one of them is it for? I'm not sure why that cat's here. And she, like, needs to be further comforted because of the cat, more than she needed to be comforted because of Bonnie. And Chuck's just looking at the cat like, huh? Where did you come from? Are you my it cat? fell from the sky, and he's inside. He's unfazed by the bad luck, though. Like, eh, no. whatever. <laughs> It's like, who, did you bring that cat with you? Right. So Bonnie, or uh, uh, Suzanne goes and lays down on his bed because she's so traumatized by this cat. He carries her in. He's a gentleman. She's got to take a nap, though, it seems like. That's where she's headed is to Naptown. And he's like, well, I got a better idea of what we could do with our time. You know, I know that uh, dead sisters and bad luck make you horny, baby. Yeah. Well, she rolls over to the middle of the bed, which indicates you're not getting in here with me. <laughs> right. Only room for one. But uh, Chuck woos her, and I use woo loosely, by pulling out knives and cutting her clothes off. Yeah. I guess she can just go home without her pants. Again, for the second time in this movie, she doesn't have any goddamn clothes. And it never explains how she gets home. No. Completely fucking naked. (laughs) Like, how many outfits did she bring on her trip to find her sister in the Philippines? <laughs> yeah, because she's losing clothes left and right. Good thing clothes are cheap there. Did she just yeah. take a cab back with no clothes on? I don't get it. And so so this is sexy, guys. This right here is sexy. Him knifing her clothes off. It's not rapey at all, guys. Guys, this is sexy. No. Not rapey, right? Uh and she backfists him off of the bed and then cuts his pants off like it's a double rape, though. So it's okay. <laughs> it cancels it's out. mutual rapins. This is the weirdest shit fucking ever. I thought it was kind of sexy. You did? What? Yeah. No. No. It's fucking, dude, knives? Well, they're both fucking freaks. It's not like oh, one yeah. of them was like, oh, no, don't do it. Because she, like Sam said, she punches him off the bed like a freaking weirdo and then was like now you're gonna stand before me while i cut your pants off and i accidentally knife your wiener right yeah no she's full of red flags after they start screwing she gets on top of him screwing she's humping him yeah they're screwing i'm gonna use that and uh, i'm loosely I'm, I'm, i'm rounding back to that once you're done sure but then she grabs him and goes 
I can feel the pulse in your head. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? The sex scene gets weirder after they cut each other's clothes off with knives because they're dry humping Sam. They're not having sex. Her legs are close laying between his open legs and they dry hump to completion. (laughs) It's never been so good. (laughs) Yeah, see, so I think it was supposed to be these people. This is their sexy time. Oh, man, it's bonkers. It's I it's not as weird as the sex scene in Showdown in Little Tokyo, but it's right up there. Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right, at Pete's, back at the bar, the cop lady is casually, just casually like, oh, yeah, Um, so I was eating uh, lunch the other day, and I ch- I found out that uh, Chuck Donner killed Bonnie, and <laughs> the sister is like, or Suzanne's like, what? Oh, oh, I didn't see you there. I should have really uh, not said that so casually and a, with a little bit more sympathy to you. Having a dead sister banging the guy who killed her. Sorry. My bad. Is this when Ray shows back up and he like says yeah. something to her and she just looks and goes, oh, yeah, you're in this movie. <laughs> yeah, he tries to, to comfort her as she goes through Chuck's jewelry box and finds uh-huh. her sister's bracelet. Right. And he's like, just let the police handle it. She's like, fuck you, Ray. Uh-huh. By the way, I crashed your motorcycle, never brought it back. Right. Uh, back at the bar while this is happening, uh, two toughs have come in because I guess they now know that Pete's bar is the bad place. It's the, it's the old guy from the beginning who got his ass kicked on stage. Some other rando. Uh, and they shoot, start shooting up the place, but they get shot. And, uh, but so does the waitress. And the, the waitress. undercover cop. Oh yeah. The undercover cop takes a bullet too. Yeah. It's always my favorite when people are about oh. to die and they're like, don't talk. Don't talk. And like, dude, this is their last fucking chance. Shut up and let Shut them up. talk. Yeah. Save your no, strength. Because she's like, I'm dying. What? And he's like, don't talk. Don't worry. We'll get them for you. <laughs> That's not what I'm worried about right now, actually. Look, bitch, I don't care what you have to say. Shut up and die. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Um, all right. So Susie calls the boss. And she's like, all right, I want I want to do the death fight. I want it tonight, and I want it on my terms. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, so he's also scheduled a meeting with the suppliers of the drugs because uh, the, whole, the whole plan was his. He was stealing from himself to uh, eliminate grip so that he could get in front of the suppliers. Yes. Cut out the middleman. And Chuck just kills grip right there. With his double knife throw. Yeah. Yeah. The same knives that he cut her clothes off with in the previous mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. It seems yeah. to be his preferred weapons are a couple of old timer pocket knives. Right. Yeah. Those aren't intimidating. Like they're not sexy either. Like, I don't know about this. He should have like cool knives. Like switchblades, you know, like or those bigger uh, knives. I don't know. Those West Side Story boys. <laughs> Yeah, that, those greasers, they're tough. Yeah, like old Corn Pop, you know? Old Corn Pop. Yeah, Corn Pop was a bad dude. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> it was 1965 at a swimming pool. <laughs> oh, yeah. He wouldn't get off the diving board because, you know, that's what those rough gangsters do is fuck around on diving boards. <laughs> oh, I love you, Joe. Can't wait for you to be the president. Um, So... 
<laughs> so he's entertaining his new business partners uh, while there's a lady death match going on. And uh, she's like, she, she gets the exhibition of the three dudes and she's like, uh-uh, I don't want any of these guys. I want Chuck Donner. Sam? Yeah. Chuck Donner. Hardy. <laughs> God damn it. Jesus, I even set that one up for you and you're like, huh, I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was reading looking, my notes. Sorry. I was looking someplace else. <laughs> well, what I like is wonder if this Chuck, wonder if Chuck would not have come in. Like right at that moment, right? right. And she would have just been standing there being like, Well, I guess that fuckhead'll do. Yeah. Or, or he like, wasn't there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I want him and then there's nobody there and somebody's like, He's pooping. Yeah. He's gonna be a while. He's gonna be a while. <laughs> But can we wait? No, it's a death match, stupid. You don't get to choose like the the manner of who you're going to kill or be killed. Like you got to fight somebody. It's a death match. Learn how it works. Uh but he's there and he's like, "What? Me? No." Oh, she's like, "You killed my sister." And he's like, uh, "I'm sorry." Uh, he's like, "Your sister which okay. I kill a lot of people." Uh my Who's bad. Your sister? Uh, well, she hands him the bracelet that mm-hmm. she found in his apartment. And right. he's like, that means nothing. Yeah. To me. <laughs> he's like, I can't even keep track of the trophies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know who this belongs to. Why are you giving me this bracelet? <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, oh, I'm really sorry about that. Let's uh, let's not. Let's go back to the sexy time. Uh, and she's like, uh, uh-uh, mister, pass the point and no return. She starts beating uh, beating on him. And uh, she's got the sticks, and so she's beating on him with the sticks. And uh, he finally gets one after a little while. And so now they're starting to fight a little bit. Like he's There's a point up. in this that you realize that his heart belongs to her because he's just like, he's not fighting her. He's just trying right. to tire her out. He doesn't want to kill her. No, and no. He even gets to the point where he can finish her off twice. Right. And he doesn't do it. Right. And the cops have pulled out outside. They're ready to bust all everybody. Ray has shown it up on a motorcycle and just drove through the fucking window to get inside. <laughs> to get no, but it's so cut bad that Ray drives through this window, and you're like, "Does this is he even in the same place? Right? <laughs> is this even plot relevant?" And he's fighting all these guys, and you're just like, "Are these guys part of the movie, Ray? Are you part of the movie?" But then he ends up chasing down the main bad guy and you're like what the really right him right yeah the boss the boss tries to escape this whole cop invasion thing he doesn't care about the death match anymore and ray catches him on the stairs with a katana and is about to kill him but then the other undercover cop comes in is like don't do it ray you'll regret it for life and he's like wait who are you again because i'm not sure if we're in the same movie uh and so he drops the sword and uh the cops Cops get him. But back in the arena, Chuck has pinned her to the to the cage, and he's got the knives out, and they're at her throat, and he's he could just lop her head off, and he's like, No, I'm not killing you, baby. That's not the way Chuck Donner's work. That's not the way that Chuck Donner parties. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Ah, oh, fuck you, Chuck! She keeps fighting him, even though he's he like... Throws her, he, and then he throws her into the uh, side of the cage, and she hits her head and goes down. She's like, oh, oh she's getting her ass kicked. But this was funny, because she's like, ow, no, 
Time out. That was really good. <laughs> tag. Tag. Uh, there's nobody here for you to tag, lady. And she's like getting blurry vision. She's getting her butt kicked pretty good. And he just yeah. wants to leave. Uh, but she's like, uh, uh-uh, no, fuck you. She grabs her stick. She starts kicking ass again. And, uh, she finally beats him up and he's on his back and looking up at her and there's no lines, no exchange dialogue, anything like that. No, like suspenseful music. She just fucking stabs him in the eyeballs. That's it. Kills his brain. Credits. (laughs) Credits. And then I write down the note. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) She did not learn the lessons of Arnise. They're for defense only, lady. You just killed a guy in his eyeballs. Yeah. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you you work in education, Jackie, you know, that uh, some people just don't, you can't teach some of them. You can't get through. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I probably would have fucking stabbed that fucker in the eyes, too. <laughs> Kill my sister. Yeah. Yeah. No, Chuck, Chuck sucks. Chuck is a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, if the sex would have been that good, she would not have killed him. Oh, I think that, I don't think she's going to find a replacement for the sex. I think he was her equal as far as that. For the rest of her life, she's d- doomed to a life of sexual disappointment because she killed the only man who could dry hump her to completion the way she likes. Sure. With knives. <laughs> who else is going to do that? Sure as hell ain't me. I just like to lay on top and flop around for a little while. By a little while, I mean a few seconds. (laughs) God. All right. Who wants to go first on questions? Sam? I I have an odd question that is very, barely related to the film. Because of how many Toyota Corollas I saw. (laughs) I noticed that, And none of them are the same car. Right. So my question is, why do cars have names? Like, because what do you mean? They're not the same car. It's what do you mean like, they have oh, names? This name? is the Toyota Corolla, and this is the Toyota Corolla, and that's the Toyota Corolla. Like, no, it's not. Those are all different cars. Oh, oh, like they re- rebadged. You mean? Because it's the Philippines. Like the same series of the Corolla. They have different wheelbases. It's just like everything in the Philippines was a Corolla. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the Volkswagen Corolla. The Ford F1 Corolla. Yeah. (laughs) It's just a, it's a nice name. It rolls off the tongue. It's like cellar door. Corolla. Corolla. Um, Jackie, question? No. No, I don't think I really have any either other than what the fuck happened in this movie? What is it about? Why is Ray in the movie? Is this how just shit goes in the Philippines? Like, this is loosey-goosey with all of, like, any rules about, not not necessarily film rules, but just, like, life rules. Like, she keeps, like, the cops are like, stop sticking your nose in this. And she's like, uh-huh, what? <laughs> I missed that part. Stop sticking your nose in God, would you pay attention for half a minute? What's that tree over there? Hmm. Stop getting involved in cop business, lady. Okie dokie. And then she goes straight to getting involved with the cop business again. I need to go train on a mountain with sticks. Okay, well, don't use them to kill a guy. What? (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to Ray. Who's he? Why is he in this movie? 
no, it's it's bonkers. This movie is just it's so bad. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, I wish I guess we're gonna move on to uh, rec- final recommendations. I'll go first. Yeah, this is a total do. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would think I I'm gonna like. I would say actually that I probably wouldn't have liked it as much without that fucking soundtrack because the fucking music is so fucking awesome that it just like is the icing on the cake of this stupid fucking movie that doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. Karate. Woo. So do for me. Traveling sequences would have been dry. Had it not been for Mm -hmm. the music, which makes it hot. You're just like, man, this does, there's not an ounce of this thing that isn't viewable. Right. Exactly. And I think that without that soundtrack, there is sequences that would be unviewable. Absolutely. They're just boring, very birdemic s. Like now they're driving over here. Now she's in this car, getting chased, and like boring foot chases and things of that nature. And her constantly having guys look at her with weird eyes and shit like that. But man, it's fucking bonkers. Jackie, I am also gonna give it a do. Nice boobs. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's just like the abrupt cuts, and it just kind of kept the film going, so you didn't really think about it too much. Like. How is she going to get home? She's naked. You don't need to think about that. We're on to the next yeah, thing now. Yeah, that's over. <laughs> and it's it's just nonstop action. Um, I still don't understand why it was called Firecracker, but... Is she the Firecracker? I'm thinking she's the Firecracker. Okay. Because they, yeah. they had her juxtaposed against black cats getting going off while she was practicing her karate. If you light her fuse, she'll blow up in your face. Yeah. If you hold on to her for too long, she'll blow your hand off. Yeah. If you light her, she'll turn into a snake and make ash in your driveway. What did you say? Just going to do whatever I want. If you you can hold her in your hand and make sparkling motions, if you got two of them, or you can strap them to a bicycle and be the ambassador of fun, that's firecracker. Firecracker. <laughs> Sam? Yeah, I am giving it an absolute do because it was basically a thing that the second I could find it, I was pulling the trigger on it after we saw it right. uh, on disc uh, several years ago. I think six years ago, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's just fucking fun. And I think it's it's on 2B TV as well as Amazon. So you oh, don't even it? have okay. to have it's a subscription. Free. You can there get you this straight up free. Yeah. Uh, somebody just bought Tubi, I saw, which was scared. Oh, uh, uh, Fox. Fox bought Tubi, which scares the ever-living shit out of me because we actually sometimes have to use Tubi. Please don't ruin it, Fox, for us. Please don't ruin but, it. Yeah, uh, Firecracker streaming now on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV, so you have no excuse. This is a total do for everybody. Um, that'll wrap it up for this week. I do want to couple, uh, address a couple things. Uh, we will, I don't know if you saw on Facebook for those that don't follow us on Facebook, but we will be bringing back the, uh, midweek episodes. Uh, they, uh, while we're all in quarantine, um, to cover that for you guys, for your life, for your health. So you have something to listen to. Yeah. Right. Um, It's going to be a little different format. Uh, We're not going to do quite as scripted. It's not. We're we're also just going to have a like a a free just thoughts. No, no game plan, no structure. We might bring in a segment here and there, but uh, mostly just we want to chat and uh, talk uh, and fill the void that is our life where we're just now trapped uh, individually. So 
if you're a fan of the show, check those out. Uh, if you don't want to just hear us BSing, um, please uh, just stick with the uh, regular episodes where we talk about bad movies because we probably won't uh, talk very much about bad movies during the midweek episodes. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's what we're going to do. So expect one this week. It's probably going to be Thursday. This is, I think, the day we're going to make it, Sam. Is that correct? Wednesday is recording. Thursday is air. Okay. All right. There you go. So, uh, Jax, anything else before we wrap up? It's your pick next. Uh, you don't have one, do you? Nope, sure don't. Okay, so we'll work on what Jackie's movie is this week. Uh, listen to the midweek show to find out what that is. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Hey, well, it's also a plug for ourselves. <laughs> listen to the <laughs> podcast to get more about the podcast. <laughs> uh, don't forget to email us, talk at singermandis.com. We want to hear from you guys during this difficult time and see how you are all doing and what you're watching as well. So please share that with us. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy your week. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.